Welcome to Dyslexia Uniquely Gifted. Thank you for joining Dyslexia Uniquely Gifted, where biblical truths are shared. My goal is to uplift and challenge you today to find a place for dyslexia in your life and let Christ take center stage of your life. Oh, one more thing. I want you to know you are the most courageous person I know, even though we have never met. Our journey informs me that you are indeed courageous. You're gifted, you're smart, funny, and kind. So please pause for a moment, take a deep breath, and be blessed. The fifth book of the Bible is Deuteronomy. In Hebrews, this book is called Word, referencing Moses' introduction of the book, where he writes, These be the words. It is Moses' farewell speech, his love letter to the people he would have gladly given his life for, where he wrote Exodus 32:32, If not, blot me, I pray thee, out of thy book, which thou hast written. The principle that we will be discussing today is the God who leads and sustains. This is Moses' hour, his moment to share with the children of Israel, those who left Egypt 40 years ago, that he wants nothing more for them, but that they would love the Lord, worship him only, and adhere to his word. These pages contain their history and experiences of walking through desert places with the Lord. God is leading and instructing them. It has always been God's desire to lead them to a rich and full life when they finally crossed the Jordan River into a land that God had promised them. He, Moses, won't go with them and knows that they are far from being settled into the truth. He encourages them to stay the course, but knows that they will wander from God. He warns them, and at the same time keeps the sacrificial lamb in their view. Deuteronomy represents Christ's love and care for his church, the church in the wilderness, and Moses reminds them of the loving care that they receive from Christ. For he wrote in Deuteronomy 2.7, For the Lord thy God has blessed thee in all the works of thy hands. He knows thou walking through the great wilderness these forty years. The Lord thy God has been with thee. Thou hast lacked nothing. This is just one of the statements the Lord said to Israel. And Moses was instructed to write them down in the book of Deuteronomy, so never to be forgotten. He was also instructed to write down warnings, the result of being rebellion, walking contrary to the word of God. This book, along with others in the Bible and the letters that Paul wrote, has been carefully preserved by God and continues to be the foundation of the work of saving souls. And this book called the Bible stands as a testament to God's love and power and ability to save those who choose him. In Deuteronomy 29.9, it says, Keep therefore the words of this covenant and do them that ye may prosper in all that ye do. At the close, Moses reminded the children of Israel that the same God who, with an outstretched hand, the one who parted the Red Sea and fought their battles, would be with them. And he also reminded them that this book, that the truth that's found in this book, 
would never be far from them. And you read this in Deuteronomy 30, starting with verse 11, where he says, This commandment which I command thee this day, it is not hidden from thee, it is not in heaven, it is not across the sea, where you must go and get it so that you will know what to do. He finishes by saying, But the word is very nigh unto thee, in thy mouth and in thy heart, that you may know what to do. Now Moses said of the Lord, He is the rock. His work is perfect, for all his ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. Deuteronomy 32.4 How God leads his people says all we need to know about God. This is clearly illustrated in Exodus 34.6 and 7. And the Lord God passed by him and proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and in truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sin, and that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children until the third and fourth generation. He declared to Moses as he stood in the cleft of the rock, I will lead my people with grace, long-suffering, goodness, and truth, ready to forgive the repentant sinner. I will be merciful, I will be just, and I will love them. Most often we do not see the truth in God's leading until we look back and wonder how we made it through another trial. Then we clearly see how he led us with grace, with love, with truth, with mercy. Now remember that a principle is a fundamental truth, and that truth is the foundation, the rock, the solid rock on which we stand, that governs our lives. So let's explore this principle further. God said that he did not choose the children of Israel because they were a strong and mighty nation, but he set his love upon them because they were a small nation. You can find this in Deuteronomy 7.7. 7. God doesn't love us for what we think we can do, for it is in our weakness he shows his strength and might. For far too long we have seen our dyslexia through the eyes of those who really don't know us. We have allowed their thoughts and their opinions to define our worth and value. Jesus came to remove our internal blindness to give us sight so that we might see how he leads and guides. Just imagine how we would approach life if we, with our whole hearts, believe that God, in all of our dyslexia, is gracious, merciful, long-suffering, good, forgiving, just, and abundant in truth. The principle that God leads and sustains has always been true, and it is not too late to believe the truth to stand on his principle, because it is true. You know, I was listening to a podcast a few weeks ago, and this man who has dyslexia made some encouraging statements. He said, I used to believe that I needed fixing, that something was terribly wrong with me. I used to believe that I struggled to learn and that I suffered from dyslexia. He said, I no longer believe these lies. First of all, there's nothing wrong with me, therefore I don't need fixing. Secondly, I have never struggled to read. What I struggled with was the educational system, 
failing to teach me how to read in a way that worked for me. Thirdly, I'm not suffering from dyslexia. I suffer from people's ignorance about dyslexia, their insecurities, their lack of self-awareness, and their inability to be empathetic. Today I read an article that said, and I paraphrase, Do you know, because your life is hidden in Christ, intertwined with His, you are already resourceful, competent, whole, creative, and capable. God does not worry about you or me. He doesn't worry over us. He doesn't have to. He's God. He has all our answers. He is strength. He is merciful. He is kind. He is just. And he shows up in our dyslexic moments and experiences because he has been given an open invitation to be God in our life. Yes, God does lead and sustain, and he does it all the time. Thank you for listening to another episode from Dyslexia Uniquely Gifted. If you know an adult with dyslexia, please share these short devotionals with them. For more devotionals, please visit my website at www.wrpublication.com where you can read or listen to archived shows. Thank you again for joining Dyslexia Uniquely Gifted and be blessed.